let us commence the popping. The torn page is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yay, these guys. They're yeah. so good at what they do. Fuck that. Ooh, no. an Oscar. So I don't think they give Oscars to podcasts. Ooh, a Golden Globe. What I don't even know what that is. A Tony. I don't Okay. Uh Kids Choice Award? I guess. Yeah, I got a surfboard. Don't they give create isn't there like a thing for creators? I think they do that now, yeah. There's there's an award show for creators. I can't remember what it's called though. The Woody. I got a never mind. The Razzies. Weird dick probably gonna get a Razzie. I don't fucking know. We're not getting anything. Will somebody give me a medal so I can feel better about myself? I will go to Goodwill and find you a participation trophy. Billy's little T ball trophy will <laughs> I'll put a piece of duct tape over it. It says you're the best podcaster ever. Sounds good. Okay. Ow. I'm okay. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. I am Casey. I am Groot. This is the torn page. That's Joseph, actually. He's a liar. And today, we've got conspiracy theories. Or do we? About celebrity deaths. We're going to go into three, maybe four different little people. Uh, the conspiracies around their death. First, I'm gonna, I want really want to lay out what happened, mainly. And then we'll talk about all the nice tinfoil hats and all the theories and stuff leading up to it. There's some heavy hitters I did not touch. Because I kind of want to do this again later down the road. Yeah, part two. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. Maybe I'll add in some people that I didn't plan to. Just depends on how much time we take. How long it takes, really. You ready to get started? Yeah, but first off, uh, I want to give a, sh- a couple shout outs. Shout out corner. To, stand in the corner. To stand on the corner and make my fucking money. Bitch. Uh, first shout out is going to Chris the Dish Graham at work. He has <laughs> been an avid follower. He uh, before we even uploaded, he kept asking me, "When are you gonna upload the episode? I want to listen to it. When are you gonna listen to it? When are you gonna upload it?" Uh, yeah, he, it took me like a month to finally get the first episode up. We recorded for people that don't know. We recorded like an hour and fifteen minutes worth of us talking about Spider Man. And deleted it. And it just, it was not good. The quality was shit. The content was shit. It was just terrible. My timing was shit. I just wasn't happy with it, so I deleted it. And then, instead of continuing to redo Spider-Man, we switched to Tony Hawk. And then now, before he does his shout-out, as of right now, I don't plan on covering any type of video games right now. I didn't like the way that the Tony Hawk episode was structured. Some pe- people told me they liked it, but I don't like the way it's structured. And I want to find a different way to structure it when talking about games that I find enjoyable. So maybe if I find enjoyable, other people will. So for now, I'm not really going to cover any games because I don't like talking about developers. No, I don't like talking about the development of a game. I like talking about the game. I might try to talk about like some, uh, the Last of Us, maybe some story games that have like a really good, rich story. You know, I have that game and I haven't even. You should play it. It's one of the best games ever made. Okay. I'm te- like writing the one of the best games ever made. If you love a story RPG game, 
Yeah, one of my favorite. It is one of the best ever made. Yeah, I thought I'd lock it because one of my favorite games ever is Indigo Prophecy. Oh, yeah. And it's a storyline RPG type of game. Your decisions decide the outcome. Uh, murder. But shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. He also left a user review. Where? Uh, in my DMs. Nice. I told him to go to iTunes. Or YouTube. He listens to YouTube mostly. Yeah. Uh, Tell him he, to comment on the video. He said, podcast was awesome. Y'all keep it up. I want to hear more. Well, we're recording right now, so. Yeah. Well, you got your fucking wish. Dick. We ain't stopping anytime soon. Oh, uh, not until one of us is dead. Which will be you. Yeah. I got a birthday in a month. Ooh. Next shout out goes to James up in Michigan. My boy, James. He said he was going to listen to it and tell all of his other friends to listen to it also. The homie James. The homie James. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you and Chris and anybody else listening to us complain for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get started. Anyways. So, celebrity deaths and the conspiracies that revolve around them. There's no way I can start this episode without talking about probably my favorite fake death conspiracy. And that's old California love. The realist. The illest. Tupac Machiavelli Shakur. The chillest. Tupac Shakur. Granted, I don't really listen to a lot of Tupac. I do. I do. Not my style of rap music. Because, you know, I'm riding around at work delivering packages, but in my head, I'm listening to music about gang banging people. And I love Tupac. I love Tupac. Robbing people and shooting people. Since Tupac's death, there's been so much speculation around him. So much. That everyone has a theory. Everyone. But let's talk about what happened, and then we'll talk about the theories. So, Tupac was attending a Mike Tyson fight. With Suge Knight at the MGM, right? Well, his homie Trey, Trayvon Lane, which is another blood, he saw old Orlando Baby Lane Anderson in the lobby, which was a Southside Compton Crip. Earlier that year, Anderson had robbed Lane of his chain at a footlocker. So, Lane walked up to uh, Tupac and was like, yo, dog, this is the dude that robbed me earlier this year. He was like, hell no, this is after he had got out of jail. And he got real hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. He started fucking with people a lot. He went up to him and was like, yo, dog, was it you that stole that chain? And I think before he could even fucking react, punched him in the fucking mouth. And just started, they beat the fuck out of him. Security finally broke it up or whatever. And they, they just dipped the fuck out, right? They beat the fuck out of this dude, dipped out. Revenge for him getting robbed. Well, Tupac and Suge left in one car. He told his bodyguard and his wife to take a different car because they were going to an after party in case they needed two cars, right? Yeah. Well, they get in the car, they're driving down the road, and a white four-door Cadillac SUV, I guess it was like an Escalade, maybe? I don't know exactly what it was. But they pulled up to the right side, rolled down the window, let 14 shots go. 14 shots for Pac and Shug. Yes. And Tupac got hit four times. Two in the chest, one in the arm, one in the thigh. Uh, one of them punctured his lung. Suge got hit with a graze from some fragmentation. That was it. Wasn't Pac, his reaction, wasn't he just like, 
He was calmer than Suge was. Yeah, like he was like, we're all good. It's going to be good. Suge yeah. said he had a complete coherent conversation all the way to the hospital. Because Suge, there's a lot of like different stories of how they got to the hospital. See, a lot of people are saying whenever the car got hit, the tire got blown out. That's why I think it was an SUV. He was shooting down at Pac. The tire got blown out. And Suge drove a fucking mile, almost, off the strip on that like blown out tire. Until finally it stopped, and then an ambulance picked him up, took him to the hospital or whatever. But whatever happened, he died in the hospital six days later. Okay. That's what happened. Man got shot four times, two in the chest, one in the arm, one in the thigh. Made it to the hospital, was all fucked up, and then died six days later. Which provides its own kind of weird shit when it took him six days to die from those wounds when he should have healed. From the ones in six days, but anyway. Now you you said that Suge drove a mile. I read I read two different I, I read a, a couple of different articles. One of the articles said when the car got hit, Suge took off right because there was police right there. Police heard the shots. Police were right there. Right. A lot. Of, so one of them said that Suge took off, made like a mile with a blown out tire, before the cops finally got to him, stopped it, and got an ambulance there. But another one said Suge drove all the way to the hospital. Okay, well, th- this is... Everybody has their theories about Pac still being alive. My theory is, is like, do you think the ambulance it could have been set up, maybe, to transfer a lookalike into the car? It's possible. Well, that's just a theory, and that adds another one to the theory list. Yes. But, from all accounts, he died at the hospital after six days. Okay. Conspiracies, though. The theories around him dying, whole lot different. Mm-hmm. First theory I found, he was set up by the FBI. He was killed by the FBI because he was politicizing street gangs. This man named John Patosh, he wrote um, a book called Drugs as Weapons Against Us. He claims that law enforcement was worried that Tupac was trying to bring peace back to the street gangs. Like it was before there was blood and crips. Cause it used to be the Panthers. Panthers got fucked got disbanded or whatever. Then you had the Bloods and the Crips emerge. Which they weren't supposed to be rival games when they emerged, but end up becoming this gang territory thing, right? That he claims law enforcement were mad because he was gonna try and fix gang violence from within. And if there's no gang violence, they can't arrest people which means they can't make money off the prison system. But no clue. They also claims that uh, Death Row had a lot of cops on the payroll. A lot of people say Suge Knight was corrupt. You know, he had a lot of corrupt cops on the payroll. Apparently, they were inside covert agents trying to get inside Death Row so they could figure out a good time to hit Tupac. Whatever. We're not even going to talk about the rivalry between Pac and Biggie. No, I'm not talking about Biggie today at all. Okay. Because it has nothing to do with his death. No. At all. Because even if there was a conspiracy around Biggie. There, there's a conspiracy around Biggie's death, yes. Uh, but it, it'd be kind of hard to find a lookalike that looks... Like Biggie, yeah. Like Biggie. I mean, come on. They did it for Gucci. I'm did, not talking about Gucci, though. Did they? Huh. Have you not read the Gucci Mane theory? No. The man that came out of jail... Is not Gucci Mane. Oh. He went in, and a lot of people say he either died or he's still in, but they let somebody else out so he could 
they could keep making money off of them. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot of things that point out that Tupac didn't die or whatever. Uh, he wasn't wearing his vest. And he which, always... He always wore his vest because he always knew he was in danger. Yeah. Which you got to take into account that when he... I think it was before he went to jail. What did he go to jail for? Murder? Wasn't it? He didn't murder anybody, no. Might have been like assault or something. Probably. But before he went to jail, like when he was, you know, in the studio, just churning out fucking songs, he wanted to be like a a gangster rapper. His last album was made in seven days. Written, recorded, produced in seven days. That's amazing. Yep. And uh, uh, before he went to jail, he was surrounding himself with people like gangbangers, you know, carrying guns. He wanted that image. It all started after he portrayed a gangbanger in a movie. Yep, and he wanted he uh, took that character and he ran with it and he wanted to be that. And he, he became that character. He became that character. He never. He I would say he's a method actor. The he, best method actor ever, that, in my opinion. <laughs> that, that never let his role go. Yeah, that bulletproof vest came from that, and thinking that everybody or you know people were out to get him and shit like that, but he wasn't wearing it during the shooting, which was kind of weird of Pac. Yeah, it was very weird for him to not have his vest on. A lot of people said it was very weird that his bodyguard wasn't with him, but it's because he told him, he told them that he needed, they needed another car at the after party just in case, in case they picked some people up, you know what I mean? Because all they had was the four door that him and Sugar him. If they all would have went in the same car, then if they met anybody at the party they wanted to go back to the crib with, then you're kind of fucked, but... Another thing that points that he might not have died was his cremation. Tupac always talked about wanting to be buried next to his mama. His mom's still alive. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. But he always talked about he wanted to be buried. He always talked about being put in the ground in his songs, which this, I think, is a stretch to me because you can't rap about being cremated. Mm. All gangster rappers talk about dying. They all talk about getting shot because it's the life that they live. It's the environment they're in. And when he talks about being put in the ground, I think it's just him talking about dying. I don't think it's as literal as he wants to be buried, but he was cremated. The thing that's sketchy about it, he was cremated the day after he died. And reportedly, Suge Knight paid $3 million to get him cremated the day after he died. And then the guy that cremated him disappeared forever. He retired and hasn't been seen since. And we both know that Suge Knight from the beginning has always been a shady fucking character. I don't trust Suge Knight for anything. Mm. A lot of people said he was involved. But I, because you got to think about this. I'm going to pull up something real quick about Tupac. Tupac, he he was big, right? He was, he was the biggest rapper of that time, right? If you go and look at his discography, okay? His, his album sales... I can guarantee you he dropped All Eyes on Me was his last album. Well, technically, the, the Seven Day Theory was the last uh, before it sold anything. But is every one of his albums after he died when like quad platinum? Like Don Kill Omni, Kill Illuminati, it went like quad platinum. Are You Still Down? Went like triple platinum. Death Row Records made so much money off Tupac's death. Was he Death Row? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. California. Suge Knight. Yeah. Suge Knight owns Death Row. They own Death Row. No, Suge Knight started Death Row Records. 
Dre Dre was in there, but uh, Suge Knight was a big producer, and he started Death Row, and he made a lot of money off it. Not saying Suge Knight did anything, but but the guy cremated him. He retired, vanished, never been heard from again. There was a public memorial that was planned. It was canceled last minute. So so Suge Knight and that cremator were the last people to ever see his body. I'm going to be honest. I have gotten curious during the research of this episode and looked up uh, Tupac's autopsy photos. Yeah. And that didn't look a Pac. Did not look like Pac to me. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, other side of the point of Suge Knight was, I'm guessing it's just a gangster thing, but nobody from Death Row would talk to law enforcement. No, that's just... If they saw who did it, they weren't going to say. Mm-hmm. Because the car directly behind him was a bunch of people from Death Row when the shooting happened. You act like they didn't see somebody? I think... I don't know. I really do think that Shook had a part in this because he was the one that told the bodyguard to go in the other car. No, Tupac did. Oh. Tupac, Tupac told his wife and the bodyguard to take another car. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. But, like, Shook himself has said he's not dead because in uh, 2014, I believe it was, he he told some interview, he was like, when I left the hospital, me and Pac was laughing and joking. I don't see how somebody could turn from doing so well to doing bad. He wasn't in a coma for six days. He was alive and coherent. Or he, he was, was he was he coherent. was awake and coherent for those 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 days he was in the hospital. And I I don't know how just random complications would happen. I I don't know how that works. There could always be sepsis or. He, he said Tupac's not dead. He's somewhere smoking a Cuban. <laughs> and there have been reports that he is in Cuba. Six months after he died, Sugar was shot six times in a nightclub. He survived. Yeah. He's fine. Retaliation? I don't know. Treach? Tretch? I don't know. He's a friend of Tupac. He said the last time he saw him, he was in Cuba. And there's been tons and tons of sightings, I guess. I remember seeing a picture of what someone said was Tupac at a nightclub in Cuba, and he kept ordering grenades. Yeah. And that was Pac's favorite drink. Yeah. Now... That didn't hold a lot to me. No. And, uh, you know, it didn't hold a lot of weight to it because maybe it was just a dude that was, that looked like Pac, was going around as a Pac impersonator and was just like living the life to Pac Shakur. Like doing everything that Pac did. Yeah. You know, there was a picture that came up last year of Tupac with Rihanna. Uh huh. And it, sh- it looks so edited. Because he died, what year did he die? What was it? 2000 or 1990 something? When did he die? 1996. He would be, he was 25 when he died. He'd be 33, right? No, he'd be like 43. Yeah, he'd be almost, yeah, he'd be in his 40s right now. This picture looks like Tupac in 96 (laughs) beside Rihanna. Like he didn't age at all. Is bullshit. He does have a connection to Cuba. His aunt uh, was granted uh, asylum in Cuba after getting <laughs> fleeing from prison after murdering a cop. But Black Panthers, woo woo. But I don't know. I think he was done with life. Maybe 
He was done with that. And we'll, we'll see he was that. tired of being afraid for his life, maybe. Yeah, we'll see that connection again in our next celebrity. We I got a lot about. more Tupac. Mm-hmm. So that was like the general theories. Then there's the Machiavelli Casanova theory. Now, Machiavelli. Uh, Machiavelli. Machiavelli. Niccolo Machiavelli. Said in his writings, I guess. Writings. He was a Renaissance philosopher and a politician back in the day. He said that he would die and come back in 20 years. Yeah. Did we see Tupac in 2016? No. Exactly. Or did we? He didn't come back to the limelight, I'll tell you that. I don't know. Machiavelli, he uh, he advocated that when you, by faking your own death, you gain an advantage on your enemies. So maybe he was doing it to get back at the Crips. I don't know. I don't know. But okay. 1996, the Don Caluminati, the seven-day theory, was released under the name Machiavelli. Okay? The new moniker Machiavelli, spelt, rearranged, what do you call it? Anagram? Yeah. Rearranged as an anagram is Am Alive K. K. Okay. Well, the K doesn't mean K. A lot of people think it's a Renaissance. What word am I looking for? Renaissance? No, not Renaissance. Roman? It's a reference. There you go. It's a reference to Casanova the Dawn, which I just showed Joseph today and my- who Casanova the Dawn was. I literally, he couldn't see my monitors or anything. I turned on the song Mystery. And all I said was, and he that said, Pac? is that Pac? And, uh, but Casanova is widely, everyone thinks that Casanova to Don is Tupac older. He couldn't, he couldn't itch the rap. He couldn't get it out of him. He couldn't, he wanted to produce music still. He wanted to keep rapping and he couldn't come back as Tupac because he faked his death. So he came back as Casanova the Don. He made a song called Mystery, which is about the night that Tupac died. It's a, and he claims in the song that whenever the shots went off, all he saw was smoke. And then Tupac was pulled out of the car and replaced with someone else. He's talking about all this in first person as Tupac, just to put it out there, which doesn't imply anything. But he said that Tupac was pulled out. Someone that looked just like him was put in and they took him away. Don't know what happened, but listen to Casanova the Dawn. Like, especially Rain On Me. It's one of those songs, kind of like Dear Mama and yeah, stuff like that. And he he was like, yeah, that's Pac for sure. Sounds just like Pac. And in a blind test, you couldn't tell the difference between Casanova or Pac. It Which, sounds just like Pac, just a little deeper. Like, uh, what, I, what I'm thinking is I got two of my own theories here. I got one that Casanova found out that he sounded like Pac when he rapped and just ran with it. And that's what got him what fame he has. Or, but he's not like hella popular. No, he's not. Like one of his songs that I listened to earlier only has 85,000 views or listens. Uh, my other theory is, like you said, Pac couldn't escape the itch. He had to produce music. He I, was born a musician. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking what he did was, is he's writing, he's recording these songs, but he's using Casanova as like a placeholder. He's a front. 
It's yeah. just a face to a voice. Because the video... And you, his face does not fit the voice at all. The, the, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, this dude, the, the, he does... Nah, he, that's, he did that a, voice doesn't match. He did a song with two dudes from the Outlaws. Uh, it's called Get That Money or something like that. Something like that. Some typical rap shit. But you, you watch him rapping, and obviously he's lip syncing because it's a video. But like... It doesn't look like him at all. It doesn't. It doesn't match the voice. It doesn't sound right at all. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. The music's not as good as Box is. I can tell you that. No. But maybe it's him. But on, are, are we only saying that's not as good as Pox out of bias that he's dead, or because he was a bomb ass fucking songwriter? He was a really good songwriter. He was for the genre he saw. He rapped about. And like, I mean, he was a good songwriter. Hopefully he wrote all his songs. Maybe he didn't have, I'm pretty sure he didn't have a ghostwriter. No. But. Uh, favorite Pac song? Favorite? Probably Dear Mama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good choice. Yeah, Probably Dear it. Mama. Uh, mine is Hit Him Up. Hit Him Up. Yeah. It's really yeah, good. Because I love the intro. <laughs> Fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Yeah. I, I love rappers that can make songs that tell stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm a big fan of Immortal Technique. And nomads and dudes like that. Uh, so, uh, dear mama, a lot of his songs like that are my favorites. Who were we listening to earlier? Uh, was it Joiner Lucas? The ISIS song. Yeah, Joiner Lucas. His uh, "I'm Not Racist" song, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I love rappers that make music like that. The next theory. Oh, oh my god! This is when you get real conspiracy theorists. This is you bring fucking numbers in. This is what I'm gonna start screaming. The numbers. This is the theory of the sevens. Because remember, in the Winchester episode, I almost started screaming. The numbers. This is when you know that conspiracy theorists are grasping, grasping for fucking straws. They start talking about numbers. Okay, so let's get the shit ball rolling. He was shot on September seventh. He survived till the 13th. That's seven days. Okay. All Eyes on Me was released February 13th, 1996. Pac died September 13th, 1996. Exactly seven months apart. Okay. He officially died at 4.03, was 25 years old. Seven, seven. 403 adds up to 7, 25 adds up to 7. The producer on the 7th series, the 7th theory album was named Simon. He wasn't a producer that was known until the album came out. Simon was an apostle of Jesus that witnessed the resurrection. Okay. Even though the outlaws confirmed that Simon was Suge Knight, why he the whole album was made to come out before he died. He had already laid all this stuff out. This is how he wanted it. Maybe he wanted it this way because he knew he was going to fake his death. I don't know. The cover of the album was drawn, Tupac, like Jesus. Yeah, I remember this. So, what it is, I, I don't know if that this album was like, hey, I'm going to die. You're going to love it. Here's an album. That album went like four times platinum, I think. Like four times platinum. Most, I think it was his most popular album to date. If I remember correctly. Kind of, kind of wild. You know how I like to just like randomly link things to John Benet Ramsey? <laughs> okay. Okay. He's counting on his fingers. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
John Benet Ramsey. Yes. Was seven when she died. Was she? August 6, 1990, was, she was born. December 25th, 1996, she would have had a birthday, so she would have been seven. Okay. She died. No, she was six. She died. <laughs> in she ni- was going to have a birthday soon. In 1996, the same year that Tupac died. Okay. Three months after Tupac died, John Benet Ramsey died. Okay. Three months... And 12 days. That adds up to 15. Okay. 15 divided by 2 is 7.5. Okay. Suge Knight <laughs> killed John Panay Ramsey. He killed a little white girl. Oh, I'm getting deep into this. (laughs) You can stretch anything. Oh, my God. The truth is, the truth is, Tupac got shot, and he's dead. That's that's it. He's dead. That's that's it. There's a recent documentary put out on Netflix about the uh, unsolved mysteries of Tupac and Biggie. Was that All Eyes on Me, or was it, or am I thinking of something different? This is something different. Okay. This, I think it's called the Un... Solved Mysteries of Tupac and Biggie, something like that on Netflix. Oh no, I canceled my Netflix, so I have no idea. This um this star, this guy got an interview with Dwayne Keith Davis, which is Keefy D. He was part of the Southside Crips, those friends with Baby Lane. He said he was in that Cadillac that night. There was four people in the car. It was him, Baby Lane, um, this guy named Dre, not Dr. Dre, this guy named Dre, and someone else that was driving. And he said, um, Baby Lane handed Dre the gun, told him to shoot him up. And he said, no. So Baby Lane rolled the window down and unloaded it into the car. So KVD's coming out with this information. He says people have been after him for 20 years. They knew he was in the car. Bloods knew he was in the car. They've been after him for 20 years. And he said, I got cancer, dog. I'm dying anyway. I don't give a fuck anymore. Oh, well. And he just, he let the information fly. I'm sure he got a big check for it <laughs> for that documentary, but he let the information go. Baby Lane killed Tupac in retaliation for Tupac beating his ass earlier, which was in retaliation for Baby Lane robbing his homie. Baby Lane robbed his homie of a chain. Then got his ass beat. At Foot Locker. That's the <laughs> most 90s shit. Yeah. That's the 90s, dog. I thought you were describing the plot to Friday. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. I'm sorry, all your theories. Uh, this guy casting over the dawn. He's just sound alike. He sounds like a man. You ever listen to Ari Spears or Jay Farrow? Jay Farrow, like Jay Farrow, could hundred percent. He's written a song as Jay Z, and it sounds like Jay Z. You know what I mean? It's just the same thing. People can do impersonations. Go. To Las Vegas. Go to Times Square. People just don't want him to be dead. You're going to see people that look like Pac. You're going to see people that look like Elvis. You're going to see people that look like fucking Madonna. They're just lookalikes. They're soundalikes. There's lookalikes. People can do impressions of celebrities. That's what gets you a little bit of fame on fucking YouTube. Yeah. It's like the movie intro guy. Yeah. Whatever his name is. 
Um, he's uh, in the Faith House, or the Cloud House, the Faith Clan. Cool. That kid on Vine. Remember the main kid on Vine that used to do the movie intro stuff? White kid had like the swoosh. Oh, Thomas Sanders? No, not Thomas Sanders. Other guy. Oh. I don't know. He's in the clout house with the face guys. I know that. Yeah. Tupac's dead. Get over it. Tupac's dead. And then the only thing is people are going to try to keep making money off of a dead man's name with documentaries and theories and... Re-releasing EDM versions of his songs. See, whenever all this information came out, Keefe D admitting to it, the uh, LAPD, they said that it is an ongoing investigation. It is still an ongoing investigation. They didn't close it because Baby Lane got shot up six months after the, uh, in a like gang fight, six months after he shot Pac. Did they know and retaliated? Most likely. I think the Bloods knew and they retaliated. That's how gang shit works. They don't let law enforcement solve their problems. You hit one of ours, we hit one of yours. That's how it works. Damn. It's blood for blood. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Doritos Locos Tacos for 50 cents. For real? You want to go Taco Bell? No, I'm playing. (laughs) I think I want to talk about tonight. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Moving on. Our next subject of our dumb witty banter, banter is Elvis Presley. Elvis Aaron Presley. Do you want to talk about one of the greatest movies of the two thousand? One of the greatest fucking movies I've ever seen was about Elvis. Before we get into Elvis, he's going to tell you this movie. Okay, and this movie is, oh god, my god, bear with us, bear. With me, put on your thinking caps because it's gonna. It's take notes. You're gonna have to link this together yourself. Okay, imagine you have to watch this movie. Imagine it's the mid two thousands. You want to make a movie about Elvis, but you also want to make a movie about mummies. So just put the two together. Okay, uh, Bruce Campbell stars in a movie called Bubba Hotep. He plays Elvis Presley. It's Bubba B U B B A. Hotep, H-O dash T-E-P. Right. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Look, I tried to explain this movie at work and I got stared at because somebody thought I was having a stroke. Uh, Boa Hotep is about Elvis Presley. Elvis was living the life of one of the biggest rock stars, pop stars of all time. He wanted out. He decided to go to a really, really good Elvis impersonator and say, hey, be me. We'll sign this contract. You can be me. You can live my life. But if I ever want to change back, we can change back. And the guy's like, cool, whatever. They sign the contracts. The impersonator goes on. He's uh, the actual Elvis. Does that mean the impersonator gets to fuck Elvis's wife? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, because it was a look-alike, looked just like him. Or if his dick was the same size. I don't care. Um, thanks. Now I'm thinking about Elvis's dick and if it had mutton chops too. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, this is so hard to explain and I'm lost. Elvis impersonator. The actual Elvis is living the life of just a normie. He's living in a trailer. He's hanging out. He's, He's living in a trailer park or he's... Yeah, one of those tow-along trailers. 
And he decides to cook out for some of his neighbors one day and blows up the trailer with the contract inside so he can never switch back. So he starts living the life of an Elvis impersonator, falls off the stage, breaks his hip, gets put into a nursing home because sepsis set in and caused an infection. And he's really old at this point. He's really old. He's like in his 70s. Uh, nobody believes that he's Elvis to keep saying you're an Elvis impersonator. And then a mummy comes to town in a transport truck that falls off the bridge and is awakened and needs to steal souls to, to live. Guess how he stole the souls? Through the buttholes <laughs> of old people. He fought, The mummy realizes that the easiest prey is at this nursing home and he's stealing the souls of these old people through their buttholes. And... It's up to Elvis and Black JFK, played by Aussie Davis. This JFK, he he, he claims he's JFK, and everyone's like, uh, you're black. But they dyed my skin this way. Yeah. Yeah. But then they have to team up and destroy the mummy. I really want to watch this movie. It, it looks is so, so amazing. It's so good. It looks so amazing. Okay. Elvis Presley. He died August 16th, 1977, 42 years old. He was found by his girlfriend at the time, Ginger Alden, unconscious on the bathroom floor. He wasn't on the toilet. Uh, he fell off the toilet on the floor. The, uh, the, due to unpopular opinion, he did not die on the toilet. He did not die... On the toilet eating a sandwich. No. He you're, died you're, in the bathroom. You're mixing two people together when you when you say that out loud. Elvis did not die on the toilet. He was found on the bathroom floor, and the person that choked on the sandwich and died was Mama Cass. She was okay. a musician. Yeah. She choked on a ham sandwich and died. Yeah. That sounds terrible. It was. She was okay. A, she was a good artist. He he was quickly rushed to the hospital. They tried to revive him multiple times, but he was pronounced dead at three thirty p.m. The king was dead. His actual cause of death was heart failure due to drug abuse. Toxicology report in his blood shows high doses of I'm trying to pronounce these dilaudid, percodin, and demerol. Dilaudid, demerol, and what was the other one? Percodin. Yeah, Perkinson. It's probably like the name Percocet. brand. Okay. Uh, they're all opiates, plus he had qualudes and codeine, which are barbiturates, I believe. Yeah. So, uppers and downers. Quaaludes is the same thing that killed Chris Farley. Quaaludes. I looked into Quaaludes because I have no clue what the fuck it was. Apparently, it was a party drug back then. It's not really made anymore. It's what killed Chris Farley. It's what killed River Phoenix. Yeah, it was a really popular party drug back then, is all I know. He died of drugs. drugs. Drugs plagued him for a long time, from what I remember, and I've heard, or whatever. But then you got all the people that think he faked his death. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted out, from what people said. Yeah, and this is where the storyline for Bubba Hotep comes from. They just took that, he wanted out, and ran with it. Yeah. So, it starts with where he was buried. Okay. So, he was buried... Between his father and his grandmother. Which apparently he was very, very adamant about being buried next to his mother. He wanted to be next to his mother. Saying he wouldn't tempt fate by putting his real name or violin in the ground next to his mother if he wasn't ready to be placed there for good. Because they misspelled his last name on his headstone. 
they spelt it Aaron with two A's when it was supposed to be Aaron with one A. And apparently, when he was first born, they wanted his middle name to be A-R-O-N because he had a stillborn twin and his middle name was Garon, G-A-R-O-N. Or Garon. Garon, I don't know. Garon sounds cooler. And apparently his parents went through a bunch of trouble to get his birth certificate changed because there was an error when he was born. To Aaron, I just like saying it like that because it makes it sound cool. I don't know. Aaron with one A because apparently that was very important to them. Whatever. He wasn't buried next to his mother like he had asked forever, which makes people think he wasn't ready to be dead. He wasn't actually going to be rested there. So I don't know. And then his his, uh, death certificate. As a lot of people know, Elvis was very vain. Very. He was very obsessed with his image, what he looked like. Uh, At the time of his death, he weighed around 250 pounds. Damn. He had gotten fat. Fun fact about Elvis, he did not have black hair. He was born blonde. His death certificate, though, listed him at 170 pounds, which is obvious. It could have just been his family not wanting him, people to know that he was fat. I don't know. People are saying it's because he's a different person. I don't know. And apparently the original death certificate disappeared. And a the current one is dated for two months after his death. So people are saying it was doctored and put back up as a different one. I don't know. And then his funeral, or the service they did have, they rushed it so that fans couldn't show up. And you know why? Because the coffin had a wax body in it. Yeah. So his coffin weighed 900 pounds. Jesus fucking Christ. 900 pounds was the reported weight. I looked into coffins. Coffins weigh between 200 to 400 pounds. 400 at the very most extravagant, most badass coffin. Was his coffin made out of fucking gold? No. His coffin had an air conditioner in it because there was a wax body inside. Ooh. Mm. That's what people are saying. People are saying the air around it felt cool. Like there was an AC unit inside his coffin. And... How the fuck did the family get a custom 900 pound coffin made within what his funeral was the day after he died? Really rushed. You can't make that motherfucker that fast. It's not possible. Making co- making a casket is a serious, serious thing. It's it's It takes a long time to make. And the only speculation I can see is uh, Elvis was very, very bougie. And maybe he wanted an AC unit in his coffin when he died. I don't know. But apparently his hands were very soft and pudgy when they touched him. And not rough and callous like a guitar player or a kung fu fucking master would have. Yeah. Because apparently he was a badass when it came to kung fu. He was a martial artist, apparently. People say he was a black belt. He probably was, yeah. And he was also a guitarist, so his hands are going to be rough and calloused. That's just how it works being a guitarist. But the body that was in the casket had a pug nose and arched eyebrows, which apparently nothing like him. And also someone said that when they walked up to the casket, one of his sideburns was falling off. Hmm. And later a hairdresser said that she, in fact, glued it back on. Elvis fun fact. The National Enquirer paid one of Presley's cousins nearly $20,000 for a photograph of Elvis inside the casket. Nice. I wonder how weird it looks. Oh, I have a picture right here. The listeners can't see, but they can Google it themselves. I can fucking see it. Huh? 
I said, I can see it. Let yeah. me see. Oh, shit. Tell, tell me. Tell me that I don't look fucking fake. That's a really shitty picture, but yeah. It the 70s. It doesn't look that good. Everything no. was sepia. But, I mean, also people need to understand that everyone looks pale when they're dead. Yeah, it's just the makeup that makes you look like you live. Yeah, but <sighs> I don't know. Some of these theories just feel like a stretch to me. Yeah, I mean, every time I read them, it's just like you're trying so hard to have a different thought process of everyone else. There are people that don't want Elvis to be dead. They loved his music. They loved his movie. He was literally the king of the world. Now, let me ask you, in your research on his death certificate, did you look at his death certificate? No, I did not. Okay. I want to know if on his tombstone or on his death certificate, if it says that he was a veteran, because he was. Yeah, it probably does. Probably. I don't know. I haven't ever seen Elvis's tombstone. I haven't seen his death certificate. Uh, I didn't look into that stuff. I kind of just glossed over a lot of this stuff. I didn't want to go too deep into it. A lot of Elvisness. There's a lot about Elvis. Okay, so there was a lot of unusual behavior right before he died, okay? Two hours before his death was announced publicly, there was a man looking just like Elvish. 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 <laughs> okay, Sean not, Connery. He's not in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> There was a man that just looked just like Elvis. He purchased a ticket, a one-way ticket, to Buenos Aires, paid in cash, and used the name John Burroughs. That sounds familiar. That's his number one alias. Oh. He's used it many, many times to try to avoid the public. He also had, um, he had a couple of books that were like prized possessions of his. He had a Bible, obviously. Books about pharmaceuticals. Obviously. And Chiro, it's, it's Chiro's Book of Numbers and the Autobiography of Yogi. God damn it, here we go with the numbers again. We're going to get into numbers in a minute. Oh my God. So after his death, those books disappeared. No one could find them. They were never recovered. None of that shit. And then two days after he died, after his quote unquote death, every time I say the word death, it's quote unquote. Okay. So, two days after his death, he called a friend named Miss Foster, right? He told her he wasn't going to go to his tour. He hadn't canceled it. He wasn't feeling ill because she kept asking him questions like, why are you canceling it? Uh, are you going to cancel it? No. Uh, why aren't you going to go? All this stuff. Are you, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm not ill. He told her, don't tell anyone that we talked and do not believe anything you read. I was never here. Don't believe anything that you read. She's like, okay, his troubles would all be done soon and he'll call her in a few weeks. That sounds like suicide to me, but yeah. the, the lady took a polygraph and she passed it, which as you know about polygraphs. Back then even, yeah. Polygraphs just, all polygraphs do is see if you believe what you're saying. Yeah. I if mean, you truly believe what you're saying, you're going to pass a polygraph. And there's ways to trick them. I yeah. Mean, you can go in there fucked up on Xanax and say whatever the fuck you want. Basically, like, all you do is just answer all the simple questions wrong. Yeah. Just fuck up the whole graph. Because you're not there to trick the equipment. It's the same thing when you trick a drug dog. You're there to trick yourself. No, you're tricking the operator. Is your name Joseph? 
No. Your your goal whenever you same thing with drug dogs, tricking drug dogs. You can't trick the dog. The dog is gonna smell your fucking drugs. It's you truck the owner. That's why a lot of people when they move coke and weed and stuff like that, they put it in with meats and stuff like that to trick dogs. But I think cops understand that now and they'll go through it anyway. But he also, the day after his death, he sent a single rose in the mail to Lucy de Barbon, a lady he used to fuck. And it was sent from L. Lancelot, which is apparently a pet name that they had, she had for him. Sir what? L. Lancelot. The oh. Lancelot. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. And apparently that was a pet name and only them two knew it. No one else knew it. Maybe he got it sent before he died. I don't know. No clue. It probably was because postal service back then, because what year? She, she received the rose a day after he died. Okay. Uh, what year did he die? Uh, 77. Okay. So we had FedEx for two years. Um, (laughs) You know, he probably sent it to her, and with the Postal Service being how it is. I bet you he was a dirty-ass man when it came to women. <laughs> I bet he, yeah. He was, he did, he was not faithful. No. Fuck no. He was slinging that wee-wee. Elvis dick. Yeah. That Presley penis. You want to talk about numbers? Boy, do I. Okay, so he was obsessed with Shero's Book of Numbers. And I actually want to read this book. Kind of interested. It, it kind of uh, it goes by chapter by each number. So like the number one, two, three, four, all the way through. And talks about it. But okay. He died August 16th, 1977. You add up 8, 16, and 1977, you get 2001. Okay. 2001 was Elvis's favorite film, where a hero plans his immortality in the bathroom. I read about this, yeah. Elvis spent so much time in the bathroom, he even had his toilet converted to a recliner. Dope. Like a comfy chair recliner. I mean, we all have our best ideas on the crapper. And the bathroom is where he was found dead. Okay. And due to his religious beliefs, he had a fascination with threes. You know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay. His favorite movie, two plus zero plus zero plus one equals three. The tr- and then there's the triad of the repetition of 24, okay? 2001 minus 1977, 24. Date of death, 8, 16, 24. Year of death, one plus nine plus seven plus seven, 24. Three occurrences of the number 24, which is divisible by three, and when divided by three equals eight, and eight is a perfectly cubed root. <laughs> so what I'm getting from this is uh if he planned his death, he planned it perfectly with the numbers. Elvis did 911. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> At least it wasn't John Benet Ramsey this time. I'm trying to link it. <laughs> <laughs> but that what people are pointing out is what people are pointing out is that yeah, the numbers are a stretch sometimes, but 
there's so many occurrences of numbers that matter. And like he died when he was 42. Flip that around. That's 24. Anyway. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> but if he did plan his death, then it's very possible that it was these numbers make sense if he planned it to die on that day. You know what I mean? Elvis is dead. Even if it was another Elvis lookalike, I assure you. Or if it was a lookalike that was in the coffin or a wax figure. If Elvis wanted out of the life, if he kept up with the fucking habits that he had back then, he's dead anyways. But people are saying he knew so much about pharmaceuticals from reading so many books and researching pharmaceuticals that there's no way that combination of drugs would kill him. He had a, you, you have a cocktail of five different drugs in your body. He had uppers and downers. He had he was a DTF agent, so that probably explains the pharmaceuticals book. He's always been obsessed with pharmaceuticals. Apparently, that's what he wanted. He he would he would have done that if he wasn't a rock star. Apparently, he would have been a pharmacist. Well, just like Billy Bob Thornton would have been a urologist if he wasn't an actor. True. Who wants to be a urologist? Let uh, me see your pee. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't just him getting out of the limelight that was a motive for him faking his death or just fucking dying. Okay. He truly felt his life was in danger. Hmm. So before he died... Apparently, he had lost a $10 million deal, airplane and real estate deal, with the fraternity. What is the fraternity? It's basically a criminal organization that had high links to the mafia at the time. Uh. I don't know what the deal was, but he lost $10 million, and I'm guessing some of that money was the fraternities also, because they were after him. So, there's speculation that he went into WITSEC. Maybe. I feel like if you go into WITSEC, though, I would just disappear. I'll fake my death. Oh, fuck yeah. But I mean, I guess at that big of a... People would be like, where'd Elvis go? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, He said he was a prisoner to his own fame. He had uh, received many death threats, which he was concerned for the safety of his family because he didn't have a kid. So He didn't have any children. That's right. Yeah, he did. Elvis? Yeah, I said he had a kid. Oh, I thought you said he didn't have yes. any kids. He had a wife and a kid, technically. I was gonna say Lisa Marie. Yeah, he feared for the for his life and his family's life. He was known to ride in the trunk of cars. I mean, I do that to get away from Graceland. I mean, I do. and not have people see him. I, I do that and pop out at red lights and scare people. And you gotta think he he was near the end of his career. He was forty two years old. He was fat. His hair was graying, his voice was weakening, and he was very, very vain. He, 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 in his weird fucking mind, probably thought he didn't want to go on this tour coming up because he would rather fake his death and disappear than deal with the scrutiny, maybe, from tabloids because he's not as good as he used to be. Well, yeah, that's how it happens. If you're not good at what you do anymore, nobody fucking cares. So you gotta off yourself so people love you again. Maybe. Don't kill yourself. I mean, it's... It's like Usher. Usher almost didn't make it. He got his first record deal and he was like nine. He was having orgies at 13. That's my dog. 
And then when he went through puberty, he lost his voice. He lost that like cute little high pitched voice. He couldn't hit those high notes anymore. And nobody wanted to sign him. Like Bieber. Yeah. Usher's the one that found Bieber. He saw himself in him. But Usher, I don't know why we're talking about Usher, but (laughs) Usher, for a long time, his mom quit his job, became his manager and took him on tour. When he was in like, he was like 16, no record label would sign him. And they started booking independent shows because he still had fame. People still liked him, but record execs didn't like him because he didn't have that high pitched voice. He couldn't connect to all the little girls that he was ordering with. I mean, he can hit it now, kind of. It's not the same as when he was younger, though. Yeah, but now he's doing club music. He can music. still hit that shit, though. Uh, he's doing club music now, so. Yeah. I fuck with him. But. Er, sure. Elvis. He dead. He's dead. I've looked through, like, every one of these theories. Everyone I talk about. They're all dead. Like, it's interesting and fascinating to see what people come up with. Especially numbers, dude. I love it. I love the numbers. Okay, you want my theory. All right. Here we go. Elvis got in trouble with a fraternity. They were after him. They wanted to kill him. He jumps in the Witsec. Witsec gives him the alias name of John Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm following. He, He marries Patsy. Okay. Get it? Patsy as a Patsy for the FBI. Okay. They have a child. What's that child's name? John Bonet Elvis Ramsey. <laughs> the fraternity murders John Bonet Ramsey as a message to Elvis. Case closed. <laughs> That is the true story of what really happened to Elvis Presley. Just wait till I link Marilyn Monroe. To Speaking <laughs> of old Norma Jean. Not the band. Norma Jean is our next one. Miss Marilyn Monroe. The baddest of baddest bitches of the 60s. Mm. Imagine, bro, Marilyn Monroe in today's age is like an Instagram model. Have you seen Marilyn Monroe if she would have been in today's age? Have you seen those fucking Walmart t-shirts? No. What the fuck? No, I haven't. She's wearing aviators. She's got lip piercings. She's got tattoo sleeves and shit. I don't think she'd be like that. No. She'd probably have like a little tattoo. She'd still be fucking presidents, but... She'd have a little tattoo of JFK. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little crosshair on her arm? Yeah. All right, Marilyn Monroe, Norma Jean Mortensen. She was a Jew? (laughs) (laughs) All right, she was found dead by her housekeeper, Unis Enos Murray, around 4 a.m. She was found dead in her bed. Uh, Toxicology states she had chlorohydrate and pentobarbital in her blood, which I think are both barbiturates. It's like liquid. Is that like syrup? I don't know. I don't know. They're, bar- they're barbiturates. They found empty medicine bottles beside her bed, and there was no foul play indicated, so they ruled it's a suicide. Well, the thing that pisses me off when I was reading about her is people were saying 
I, I guess this was the time before like depression was a widely known thing. Correct. In the sixties. It wasn't really. People didn't think of depression as like a men, an actual as, mental as disorder. Disease. As a disorder. No, it was just a uh, drink your booze and go slap a Jew. Yeah. Cause like I read, I was like reading through like some of these, some of these things and it was like, people were saying that she used to fake suicide for attention all the time. And it's like, maybe she had depression and couldn't control it. I don't know. I don't know. My opinion, all these conspiracies link together. I read three different theories and they all link to back to the same two fucking people. Except for one. You know who those people are? JFK. Uh-huh. Elvis. <laughs> no. John Benet Ramsey. Shut up. <laughs> Both the Kennedy brothers. Yeah, Robert. Robert. <laughs> Robert and Robert Kennedy and JFK is what they really all come back to. Because she died two months after the infamous birthday song to JFK. JFK yeah. Right. So this Australian filmmaker named Felipe Mora discovered a partially redacted FBI document, which suggests Robert Kennedy, like his brother had been fucking Monroe. So they may have been in complicit in a plot to induce her suicide. This document, we don't know if it's real or not, basically says that the actor Peter Lawford, which I think Marilyn Monroe was really close to, her doctor, Ralph Greenson, the care, the day care peeper or whatever, Eunice Murray and Pat Newcomb were all conspirators with Robert Kennedy or uh, Peter Lawford leading it. Apparently she was depressive. She struggled with substance abuse apparently has been known to quote unquote stage suicides for attention. And they say that these conspirators gave her the barbiturates, but left her to die. So this apparently partially redacted FBI document says it was Robert Kennedy and four people that she knew very, very well all came together to plot her death. They wanted to silence her for the affairs between with JFK and with um, Robert because she had a little red book. Fun fact about the birthday song to JFK, that dress she wore, that sheer dress, sold for $4.8 million. Sounds about, sounds about right. You want to get a little creepy? Sure. During her autopsy, the person working on her Cut off a lock of her hair. And kept it? Sold it. Kept it, sold it, and right now you... Owners... The owners of the hair are called the Monroe Six. Okay. Don't ask me. I don't care. It was sold to them for $37,500. For some hair. For what looks like 35 strands of hair. Jesus Christ. Yup. Almost a that's over a grand per strand of hair. That's crazy. But she was keeping this little red book, right? Apparently, she was a liability because every time she would talk to somebody, some government official that she was fucking, 
She'd get information out of it and write that shit down. She was a narc. I don't know. I think she wanted to expose the government, maybe. Really a double agent. This is because this is how this links to the alien link to it. Here we go. Apparently, the alien link was she was murdered by the CIA because she knew the truth of Roswell. That was around the same time. Yes, JFK was the one that went to Roswell after it happened. And this this story this this story is the CIA was gonna kill her because JFK, after they was done fucking, have a little pillow talk, he told her that he witnessed things from outer space at a secret airbase. I mean all men say stupid shit after they nut. Also, all men. She apparently had a lot of things she shouldn't know. Yeah, she was a liability. And she was planning to have a press conference and put it all out there. And tell the <laughs> truth. <laughs> she didn't. That's why she did. The only other theory is the mafia. Bah. The mafia was after her. Bah. Because <laughs> there's a Bernard Spindle. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm. He was a famous dude back in the day in the mafia for uh, wiretapping people's houses for wow. the mafia. Mm. So it's either Jimmy Hoffa wanted her dead, or at least wanted her bugged. It's either Jimmy Hoffa or Sam Giancana. I think and, that's how you say it. And Jimmy Hoffa is a whole other conspiracy episode. And uh, Giancana is from Chicago. Yeah, I guess. Chicago boss. You need to. We need to ask uh, Lloyd's dad if he knows who Sam is. Because Lloyd's dad's, what, 60? Um, that information is not supposed to be uh, revealed publicly. Because she died in 62, which was 50 years ago. He would have been a young kid. But whenever he was born, Giancana was probably still in power doing his Chicago mob shit. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Lloyd's dad probably knows some shit. Mm, I'm Man. afraid of that man. Oh, yeah. He's a big, tall, scary motherfucker. But... But he looks so weird when he's at Walmart shopping. Yeah. And when he gets in that little Corvette. He's like six foot seven. And he climbs in that little Corvette. He's earned the right for, to that Corvette. Yeah. Mom money. Big money. He's got big money. Anyway, so... Spindle claimed that he had tapped her house, bugged her house or whatever, and he heard Robert Kennedy... And her fighting inside the house, followed by a loud bang, which was probably him throwing something because he's pissed off, or her throwing something because they're pissed off, whatever. Well, those recordings were seized by the government and destroyed. Oh, of course. So, I don't know. Supposedly. Apparently, Giancana wanted Monroe dead because she knew too much and was going to blow the lid off his whole operation. Because at the time, she was fucking some guy named Johnny Roselli. Which was a henchman for Sam Giancani. Giancana. Yeah, whatever. So, if if Monroe... And everybody knew Monroe was in bed with JFK. So, if she ever spoke out about any of that... Didn't he have... This is just a complete conspiracy, I think. Didn't he have, like, a secret tunnel for her? No that led to, like, the bedroomers? I don't fucking remember. That's kind of wild if there is. I think about JFK and Marilyn Monroe. I always think about that scene from Forrest Gump 
when he uses the bathroom in the White House during the JFK administration, he's got the picture of Marilyn Monroe on the back of the toilet. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think about. Oh, yeah. What's crazy is, in this theory, they claim that five people were responsible. That they bust into her house, chloroformed her, stripped her naked, and gave her a barbiturate enema. Right on. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if you want her to work quick. Yeah. Because that kill you almost instantly. Yeah. Straighten your butthole. But anyways, she died of an overdose. And I have a feeling that the the Kennedy administration had something to do with it. Of course. Yeah. 100%. I really do. I don't know. It's some of these theories. I feel like Monroe, she wasn't at the downfall of her career. She was at the absolute height. And yes, she might have suffered with depression. Yeah. Because apparently she had uh, staged suicide attempts. I don't know if she uh, actually was like, they were life-threatening or not. But if she was for sure staging them, you know, for attention, maybe she was that kind of person. Nobody's looking at me. I'll jump, I swear. But if she, if they say she staged them, then they never were threat life-threatening to her. So why would this one be life-threatening? You know what I mean? I feel like she knew too much about something. I truly think she knew too much about something. But common consensus is this one wasn't someone faking their death. No, she's dead. She's 100% dead. She is 100%. She passed away. I haven't seen any reports of, oh my God, is that Marilyn Monroe? Apparently she was like hella thick too, wasn't she? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she wasn't like a uh, slim model. Yeah, all the all the models that I think of in that time was her and Betty Page. And they had a thicky. They were thick. That that was the uh because there's a lot of controversy not too long ago because a lot of uh a, a lot of the, like every picture you see of Marilyn Monroe like doing the whole dress thing over the vent, that's photoshopped. Yeah, there was uh always there was a lot of ad agencies that got in trouble cuz they were depicting her as this like skinny little zero size model when yeah, she wasn't she was a thick girl she was a fucking country girl yeah she i can't was, remember where she was from she was i don't know farm farmer's daughter type of girl she was thick you know she was well fed yeah she i mean she had a buddy she made a buddy i mean her name is norma jean also so i mean she was born no she was from la oh she's born raised born raised and died in la She's only 36 years old when she died. And I mean, she uh, she married a bunch of different people, like Joe DiMaggio. Mm. You know what I mean? She was in there with Joe DiMaggio. There's a lot of theories around uh, around her death, around a lot of people. A lot. Every time a celebrity dies, people are like, we don't want them to go. Look, I'm going to be honest. The only times that I have paid attention to Elvis's Alive articles is when Weekly World News covers it. Like, Elvis is alive and hanging out with Bigfoot. That sounds wonderful. I miss Weekly World News. That sounds awesome. God, I used to have a Bat Boy t-shirt. Out of all of the, like, true celebrity theories, is there any that you really do believe? Um, I believe that... Not not just like fake deaths that they're still alive or any of them. Like people that claim to have died but were replaced, like clones or body doubles. 
or like someone that was ruled as suicide, but was actually a wrongful death. Or I mean, the Kurt Cobain thing. Yeah, he got click clacked. Yeah, he by got Courtney Love. He got not Kurt, by Courtney Love, but he got Kurt go banged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Kurt Cobain's the only one is one of the only ones that really doesn't think it was was a suicide or uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole different. That's something different. I did want to talk about David Carradine though. Yeah, let's uh, short and sweet. I didn't read. I didn't write anything down. But David Carradine, he was seventy two when he died. He's the star of the seventies TV show Kung Fu and the Kill show. Bill movies. Love those movies too. Kill Bill movies were amazing. Um, whenever he first started doing the Kung Fu show, he got casted, which there was a lot of controversy when he got casted because Bruce Lee was supposed to do it. Uh-huh. And Bruce Lee uh-huh. didn't get casted. He got casted because he was a really good dancer. That that was another theory that I... Because he did not know martial arts. Uh, another uh, death conspiracy theory that I wanted to cover was Bruce Lee, but we'd have to talk about Brandon Lee as well. Yeah, I think we'll do another episode of these. Yeah. But David Carradine, he was found dead in the closet of his hotel room. He was, uh, I can't remember what country, he was in a foreign country recording a, f- a film and he was found dead with a rope tied around his neck and a rope tied around his nuts and dick. Okay. So a lot of people said it was an accidental choking because he was very, very into freaky shit. Mm. He loved, he, he was very into getting choked while fucking. He auto auto erotic asphyxiation was his thing, and people have said it just went too far and he died. Yeah, but with the fame he had and the money he had, he was in Taiwan, I think. Probably, yeah, I don't know. And even his when his widow came out and made that book about uh, his life and her and like their marriage and stuff like that, she was like, "He's not the type of dude to even jerk off. He doesn't do that." <laughs> like for real, she was like. He doesn't fly solo. <laughs> when a guy says, I don't jerk off, he's lying. But he was in Taiwan, though. There's so much prostitution in Taiwan. I don't think David Carradine was like that. I don't know. I think he was a good soul. But he loved fucking. Don't and he know. loved getting choked out. <laughs> but a lot of people are saying there was a lot of foul play. Did you hear what his manager's theory was? That it was an underground coalition of ninja warlords and martial artists that killed him because he was trying to undercover the secrets of these underground ninja organizations. Is there any numerology? No, there's no numbers. Thank God. There's no numbers in this one. But that when I heard his manager's theory... That it was an underground ninja organization. I was like, that sounds so good to me. <laughs> I wish this was How the truth. How can I fucking join? I wish this was the truth. Now I want to watch that Chris Farley movie. Which one? God, fuck, what was the name of it? Someone's screaming it right now listening to this. Oh, shit. Oh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, Beverly Hills Ninja, okay. I didn't watch a lot of Chris Farley films, so... I did like Chris Harley. Chris Farley's one of my heroes. I don't watch a lot of film. <laughs> God, I love Chris Farley. Yeah, I do want to revisit an episode like this again because I want to talk about Gucci. 
I really want to talk about the theory of Gucci Mane, but we're already at almost an hour and a half. Oh, shit. I want to talk about Gucci Mane. I want to talk about... Uh, if we talked about Kurt Cobain, we have to talk about it by himself. That's going to be a two-parter. I, w- I would want to go through the life of Kurt Cobain. Uh, I didn't want to do that with Tupac this time. There's a lot of them. There's the John Lennon conspiracies around why he died. Yes, he's dead. He's dead, yeah. But... Um, there's a lot of theories about it was more than just an deranged fan. Mark David Chapman. There's the Paul McCartney theory. Paul is There's dead. um Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Yeah, Bobby Brown. Nobody cares about him. <laughs> or, Bob, wait. You remember Bobby Brown? I thought you were talking about Whitney Houston's husband. No. Bobby Brown, the female. Oh, okay. There's Bobby Brown. There's the Avril Lavigne story. Okay, that one can be summarized real quick. Someone, uh, what was it, 2004, said that Avril Lavigne killed herself, and ever since then it's been a look like. After her father died. She went into depression and killed herself. And ever since then it's been a look like. The record company took a look like to keep making money off of them. And then in 2012 it happened again, but the air quotations Avril Lavigne we have now trumped them. The the biggest thing was people were pointing out blemishes on Avarolene's face. Like, you understand that she can use proactive dog. That's how they confirm if it's a celebrity. Like, do you remember the fappening? Yeah. That's how they confirmed it was celebrities. They'd be like, okay, well, in this nude, there's a tattoo right here. And this actress has a tattoo on the same spot or the same tattoo. So it's confirmed them. It's... Yeah, there's there's a ton of them. There's Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. There's conspiracies around her death. There's conspiracies around Heath Ledger's death. Yeah. There's conspiracies around uh, Aaliyah. Uh, also, the TLC member. What was her name? Uh, Lisa Lopez. The left eye. Yeah. Left eye. Uh, Brittany Murphy. <laughs> Wasn't Brittany Murphy the girl in Eight Mile? Yeah. Yeah. There's conspiracies around her death. That just happened so fucking randomly. There's there's a million conspiracies around celebrity deaths. A lot of them don't have a lot of substance. I've tried to choose the ones that really had a good bit of substance in them. Like Biggie. I could talk about Biggie. Uh, how the police killed him. And stuff like that. But uh, It's just... The, the, conspiracies around celebrities will never stop. Ever, no, there's like the not. fucking John Benet Ramsey's Katy Perry, that bullshit. Look, it all started. It all started because there was a picture. Katy Perry posted a picture of her as a kid, and it kind of looked like a white girl with blonde hair. You know what else looks like a white girl with blonde hair? John Benet Ramsey. Exactly. Katy Perry killed John Benet Ramsey. No, that's not the story. Confirmed. That's not the story. Confirm John Benet Ramsey is in Smash. <laughs> John Benet Ramsey just the story is that she never died, and that she went into hiding, and she couldn't achieve the fame she wanted because she was John Benet Ramsey. So she became Katie Hudson, and then Katy Perry. Yeah, or they gave her up for adoption. She grew know. up to have some big old titties. Hmm, that's a child we're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Katy Perry's titties. Katy Perry got some fat titties. Anyway, we're done. We're done. Fuck. This is why we don't do conspiracy. I love theory. conspiracy I, theories. I love though. them too. I love talking about them in next the Next time, next time, I'm going to find the one with the most numbers. 
I hate you. I'm truly going to go through all of the numbers. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I kind of want to do this week as like an extra, extra episode? Uh, Farting into the microphone for 20 minutes. No, when all the stuff from E3 is announced, I kind of want to like record us reacting to it and talking about all the new stuff that's being released. You want my reaction off of one? What? They're remaking one of my favorite video games. What is it? Destroy All Humans. Oh, yeah. Fuck yes. Dude, that game was dope. The 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 announcement trailer was uh, Crypto singing Ishville by Rammstein. Yeah. It was dope. I think that when everything is released, I kind of want to go through an article and just us talk about everything and our inputs on it and what's being released. There's a rumor that... As like a third episode this week. There's a rumor that they're doing a sequel to a video game that I absolutely love. Uh, It's by Rockstar. Yeah. The rumor is Bully 2. Oh, people have been wanting Bully 2 for a long time. Long fucking time. That's up there with Skate 4. Yeah. If if all those drops, my nuts will explode. If Skate 4 drops, I'm quitting my job. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to afford Skate 4 if you know, <laughs> Skate 4 would be amazing. But I think I want to do that sometime, someday this week. It's supposed to be from the 9th to the 13th, so maybe we'll sit down like Friday night, go uh, through articles and record. I will keep myself updated on E3. Because I'm really... The, the gaming space is in a slump right now. Mm. Because really, the only fun thing you have to play... Except for Battalion 1944 came out. I'm going to download it today and play it. But all you have out there right now is Fortnite. And That's uh, like super popular and people like to play. I mean, Days Gone came out. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about when it comes to multiplayer games. True, like, uh, shooters. Really, uh, sh- really, shooter games are in a slump. I'm not a fan of multiplayer games. I like a good story. I do too. Like, that's that's my goal whenever I start streaming again. I'm just going to play through story games. The only reason why I have a Call of Duty game is just for zombies. Yeah. I have it on PC. I need to play some zombies. But uh, A friend of mine keeps telling me to get Rocket League so we can all play together, but I'm just like, no, nah, because I suck. I thought about getting it on PC, but I don't think it's cross-platform. So it's it is. Cool. It is? Yeah. Because, I might get it on PC. Because Sam plays with CW and they're on two separate consoles. Oh, okay. CW's on Xbox One. Sam's on a Switch. Oh, really? So, and he told me to get it so I could play on my PlayStation. Yeah, I might get it for PC then. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that was the episode. <sighs> dab. I just dabbed. Dab, dab, dab. Dab. I wish this was a video podcast sometimes. You know, we should really look into that. Yeah. I do have a friend that can loan us a camera. Mm, I got a camera I can... A specific camera that's the best for it. Yeah. But we don't have a big enough room. I could, like, mount it on the ceiling, yeah. Yeah, just... That would actually be pretty dope, like, a security camera feed almost. Yeah, to see who's been in here fucking with our shit. Nah, nobody comes in here. I know. Other than the kids sometimes. Other than the uh, almost uh, $600 worth of uh, podcasting equipment. My computer's $800. Whatever. So... I just don't want my microphone to get gone because I've fallen in love with this thing. Yeah. Uh, I scream at this thing more than I scream my own child. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're done. We're done. We're out of here. Uh, what do we usually say? Follow us on Twitter. George W. Bush killed John Benet Ramsey. Nice. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter at the Torn Page Pod. You could follow me at, at 
That's hard to say. You can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Baswell. Mine is at LasersGG. Uh, I'm trying to get the normal torn page um, at. I want just the torn page. We'll see if I can get it. The person that uses it hasn't been active in a long time, so maybe I can get it. Let's go whoop his ass. I'll just DM him. I'm like, yo, dog, I need some shit. Give it to us or I'll whoop your ass. I don't remember what the... I think it... I don't know what it is. Anyway, thank you for listening. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Did I say YouTube? No. Okay, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, and hit the little bell to be notified when we upload more of us yakking into a microphone. Yeah, eventually we're going to transition to video podcast. We're going to have a video camera. That'll be a lot later down the line, but it will happen eventually because I love video podcasts. But yeah, we're everywhere. Um, Give us money. We're on Patreon. I don't really want to plug the Patreon. But you can give us money. I mean. DM me for my PayPal. I'll give it to you in a second. Give it to me in person. If you see us, hand Joseph a dollar. Yeah, a dollar will get you a shout out. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No, but look, if uh, you have any, if you do have any recommendations of what you want to hear, if there's something specific, Pacific, and is there, if there's an ocean you want to talk about, like the Pacific, I want to talk about the goddamn Arctic Ocean. All right, uh, let us know. Just um, DM anything. The podcast me personally joseph personally send an email to the torn page podcast at gmail.com if you give us recommendations if tell us what of, you want to hear if you're one of our uh, real life friends just uh shoot me a text or uh hit me up on messenger tell me at work yeah because <laughs> i i i really want to have everything incorporated with whatever community we build I want it to be as much about y'all as much about us. Yeah, we want you involved. Also, if you have a story you want to tell, whatever it is, it can be anything. Like, if you have an interesting story you want to tell, send it to my email, thetornpagepodcast at gmail.com. Email it to me. I would love to do an episode of like, User stories. User stories or something like that. Nice. People, people that listen, their stories. I'll even share one. Yeah. But thank you for listening. This was the torn page. We appreciate you. We two dudes that don't know what the fuck we're doing. Two bros chilling on a podcast. Five feet apart because they're not gay. That's where it's going to end.